Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. Benji has a really fun two-part question for us on black holes. And they write, because light can't escape from a black hole, is the gravity from a black hole greater than the gravity that is the same as the speed of light? And if so, would other types of light from the electromagnetic spectrum be faster than visible light? Additionally, how much would the gravity in a supermassive black hole, such as TUN-618, differ from a normal black hole? All right, Vinji, there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about in here. And I think I'm understanding the question here. So we're going to split it into two pieces here. Let's talk about the gravity and let's talk about light. Now, starting out, okay, well, when we say a black hole, what are we talking about? Black holes are regions in space where the gravity is so strong that in order to get away from that place in space, one would have to be traveling faster than light. Now, because we don't think there is anything that actually can travel faster than light, anything that goes into that space is not going to be able to come back out. Now, Let's talk about the vocabulary around this, the words that we use to describe this. Somewhere deep inside of this area of space, there's something that we call the singularity. And this is the mass. This is the stuff that is so, so dense that it is warping space-time. So all stuff, anything that has mass is going to warp space-time. And that warp, that bending of space-time is what we think of as gravity. The more it bends it, the stronger and stronger the gravity is. Now, to get away from something that has gravity, you need what's called escape velocity. So escape velocity is basically how fast would something have to be going to not slip down that curve that's made in space-time. So how can you get away? How could you escape away from that object and its gravity? Now, escape velocity is going to depend on two different things. The first thing is, how much mass does the object you're trying to get away from have? Because some things, like, well, a person, we have mass, so we have a gravitational attraction, but it's not that much. It's very, very weak compared to, say, the mass of the entire planet Earth or the mass of something like Jupiter or a star. They have so much mass. So their escape velocity is going to be really high, where ours is going to be pretty weak. It's not that hard to get away from us. The other thing that matters, though, is how close are you to that mass? So Jupiter has a lot of mass, right? But we aren't falling towards Jupiter because we're so far away from it. So the farther away you get from it, the lower and lower that escape velocity becomes. You don't have to go as fast to get away from it. Getting off of Earth is really tricky for us because we're really close to Earth, right? We're right on it, and Earth is really massive. So that's what we need rockets for, is to help us overcome that. And that gets into some fun things about how rockets work and, and all of that. But basically, the escape velocity, if you were to just jump, 
right? Ignore the rockets for a moment. If you were to just jump, how fast would you have to jump to get off of the planet? Okay. So here's the thing about black holes. Black holes are whatever's inside of the black hole. That singularity is really, really massive, but it's also really, really small. So that means you can get very close to it. And the closer you get to it, the stronger the gravity becomes. And the stronger, and or rather the greater, the escape velocity becomes, right? All right. So black holes, they're this area of pinched space-time. And there is a distance away from the singularity, whatever that is, deep inside the black hole, where the escape velocity equals the speed of light. We call this the Schwarzschild radius or the event horizon, because basically anything inside of that, that curve in space-time is too steep for it to come back out because it can't go faster than the speed of light. Anything outside of that, light could actually get away. Most things that fall that close probably aren't going to get away, but light could, right? As long as the light doesn't cross that event horizon, it doesn't cross the Schwarzschild radius, then it could actually get away because the escape velocity is going to be lower than the speed of light. All right. So let's talk about light for a moment. I've been talking about the speed of light, and sometimes you'll hear this called by another name. Sometimes you'll hear it called the speed of causality. And I really like that name for it because it's not just light that travels at the speed of light. It's anything that is massless. So anything with, with mass, which is made of, of stuff, right? We don't think it can ever quite get to the speed of light. We don't think that it's possible to go faster. Now, light all light. And when I'm saying light, I mean everything on the electromagnetic spectrum travels in a vacuum when it's not going through something like a crystal or water or something like that. It all goes as fast as possible, which is the speed of light. Doesn't matter what kind of light, whether the light is the color red, whether it's the color blue, or whether it's one of those colors that we can't see, which is the rest of of the spectrum, which would be radio, which would be microwave. Microwave actually is, is radio, it means micro radio wave. Infrared, those are the colors that are redder than red that are invisible to us. And then there's colors that are bluer than blue or more, more violet than violet, which would be ultraviolet, X-ray and gamma rays. Now, they all, as far as we understand, travel the same speed. So none of those would be able to escape a black hole better than any other one. If they fell in, they're not going to get bounced back out. The black hole is not going to be emitting the light. Anything on the outside could emit light. The light could get away. Anything inside that Schwarzschild radius we don't think will escape. So there's something that light and gravity both have in common and it's called the inverse square law. Now, a law in physics means something a little bit different than it does in normal language. There's a lot of examples of this in science where we use one word a little bit differently in science than we do in normal language. So in normal language, a law is a rule that people 
have to obey. But it is possible to break a human law. It might not be a good idea. For instance, where I live, it is a law that you have to wear a seatbelt when you're driving in a car. And this is pretty reasonable, right? It keeps us safe, but it is, or safer if there is a car accident, but it's possible that somebody doesn't wear their seatbelt. This happens a lot, right? It's the law, but they break the law. Or it's against the law to steal from a bank, but people sometimes still steal from the bank. Okay. Now, a law in physics is different because a law in physics isn't breakable because it is a description of how the universe works. So if we ever find an example of a law being broken, it means that the law was never really a law to begin with. It was a mistake that we made and we have to look at it and see, okay, so what what's going on? What is the real law, right? So the law, the inverse square law is a description of how light and gravity, how they work over distances. And this is really cool. So basically, if you have a source of light and gravity, so let's say, or gravity, right? Either one, let's say the sun. The sun gives off light and the sun has mass, so it's warping space-time, right? So we feel the gravitational attraction of the sun. We're pulled towards the sun. Now, the farther away you get from that, the less and less, one, light, the less intense the light's going to be, right? And two, the less intense the gravity's going to be. So every time that the distance is doubled, the intensity or how strong it is, either the gravity or the light, becomes a quarter of that. So let's say we have Earth and Earth is orbiting around the sun at one AU. So one Earth distance, one Earth orbit distance from the sun. Let's say there is an asteroid and that asteroid is at two AU. So it's twice as far away from the sun as we are. Well, that means that the amount of light that it would receive would be a quarter of that. And that the gravitational pull that it's feeling would be a quarter of that. Now, if we did something like, oh, let's go to Jupiter. Jupiter's about five times as far away. So if it's five times as far away, it's going to feel one twenty-fifth of either the light or the gravity. Now, this means it works the other way around, right? So the closer and closer you get to the object, the stronger and stronger and stronger that gravity becomes. And so that is what we would use to figure out how strong the gravity is the closer we get to an object like a black hole. And we could compare black holes. We could compare Sagittarius A star, which is a black hole at the center of our galaxy. We could compare that with Tun 618 or Phoenix A star or any of these other black holes. And we could figure out, okay, well, what's the total mass? How close can we get to it? What's the gravity going to be when we get that close to it? And it can be a lot of fun to play with this. So just to be able to play with the numbers and explore, because right now we can't actually go up to a black hole in a spaceship and explore what it would be like to be there in person. So we have to use other tools. And math is one of the best tools 
that we have for exploring and trying to understand our universe. So Benji, thank you. I know that we danced around a lot with this. We kind of talked about gravity and light and escape velocities, all of that. This was a really fun topic. Thank you so much for writing it in. And thank you everyone for being here with us on the podcast, learning about space and science together. If you've got questions or topics that you'd like us to talk about, please have your folks send it in to the email in the description. And my friends, as always, I hope you have dark skies and remember to stay curious.